Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! I could be so cold for you. <laughs> hey, I don't need just got that out of my head, you fucking scum. Because when you think wow. Batman, you think the theme to Minder. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, hello. Welcome to Spoiler Film, film Conversation. Hooray, hooray. Hooray. Hey. <laughs> Not so afraid of the hoorays anymore. It's taken me um, 10 episodes, but now I'm, I'm pro hooray again. Yay! Hooray! Do you remember hooray! the last time there was yeah. one? Well, bad luck. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here once again to chat about a film or... You know, what could be considered a long episode. Was this released in the cinema? Anyone know? No, this was a direct to video. Oh, direct to VHS too, I bet. Oh, it's not the first time. Don't be proud. What the fuck? We are a spoiler filled film. I emphasize the wrong word there. Film conversation. <laughs> not sort of straight to DVD, straight to straight. No, we have done definitely some technicals. But this is one of the shorter films. So it's going to be a big ask to get to the usual overly long episode. You're right. we can, we can, you don't think we can make an episode longer than the actual thing? Well, there's plenty of preamble it's, in there. Yeah, it's fucking guaranteed, man. <laughs> right, you know, an hour and seven minutes can be strung out to two hours easily. So let's, without further ado, let's protract a long conversation about a film. This week, Jamie picked the film, and Jamie will now give the details of said film brackets straight to VHS movie-ish, kind of. The direct-to-video film that we are doing this week is Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, released in... What's he doing in it? That's from Mortal Kombat. They do video games together, don't they? Oh, I bet there's a crossover at this point. He was in Mortal Kombat 11 or something, wasn't he? Well, they, they're all... Anyway, it was released yeah. in 1998. <laughs> um, although, I think made in 1997, but released a year later, because 97 is when the film Batman and Robin came out, and nobody wanted a Batman Mr. Freeze thing for a while, so they <laughs> held back, <laughs> just in case people didn't think, oh, it's more of this shit. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, this is an animated film that is part of the uh, Batman, the animated series universe. Uh, and it's kind of a sequel to an earlier episode, the one that introduces Mr. Freeze. Um, you do need to have seen that. The, you kind of need to be on board with who Mr. Freeze is a little bit, don't you? Yeah, I'll, well, I'll get into that a little bit. Um, it was directed by Boyd Kirkland, written by Randy Rogel and Boyd Kirkland. And it stars Kevin Conroy, Michael Ansara, Lauren Lester, the fabulously named Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Yeah, that's good. Uh, George Zunza, just a, a who's who of voice actors. Also, Mary Kay Bergman. I wanted to highlight her specifically because her story's a bit sad. Oh, yeah? Do tell. Well, she was one of the original uh, female cast members in South Park. She was Oh, I know the one. And uh, she committed suicide, I think, Hmm. in 2000. And I think Hmm. that was the reason that Robin Williams did Blame Canada live at the Oscars. I thought you were going to say, because that's why he committed suicide. It's just like a (laughs) knock-on effect. He was inspired by the sad, tragic end. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so he did the sing along because uh, they were friends or something, is it? One, well, I think, I think he just loved the South Park movie. Okay, because um, of course he did. But um, but yeah, she was one of the original female voices, and obviously South Park. You know, when you were a voice on South Park, you're a voice of multiple characters. Hmm. Um, and I think she was the one who sang that song in the movie. Um, who is she in this? Barbara Gordon. Barbara oh, Gordon. so she did. She did back go through all of it, presumably. I actually, I'm not positive. Okay. I would assume so, but maybe not because sometimes with these, like, not big, you know what I mean? Like the longer episodes are the ones that are like movies. Mm. Uh, they do like well, they recast some characters. Right. Okay. Well, either way, it is sad that she created suicide. But I didn't know. I didn't know that. I knew she died. Like I didn't know why she died. It was sort of. Uh, I guess. It was a while ago now as well, so. Um, but then also, since then, we've had Kevin Conroy die, so hey, that's fun as well. Ah, oh, jolly, jolly good. Let's, let's pretend he was kept alive in a cryogenically frozen vat and will one day be rescued. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so you brought this tragic tale of death and misery <laughs> with real-life tragedies connected to us. Yes. To, for, to us this week. Uh, Thanks, Jamie. Yay. The pick-me-up I needed in January. The horrid month of the year. Happy New Year, everyone. What becomes of New Year? It'll be like the summer by the time this comes uh, out. Oh, well, you know. We're also anyway. doing two, two <laughs> Batmans in a row. No, we're in... not. This called the Batman we did came out already. Yes. This one is miles later. Like, literally. We are, sh- we are showing them behind the curtain. We're showing yeah. them. There's no context for the listener. There'll be something <laughs> in between. Yep. Curtain. Drawn. Meaningless meaningless things behind the curtain. Can't make sad no tale of them. Healing the onion. Editing <laughs> out the curtain. <laughs> Good <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> anyway, Jamie, um we've discussed Batman a bunch of times. We've we've already said in previous episodes where we've dealt with different movies that we've chatted about that we're all, if not Bat fans, then you know, quite aware of the catalogue, um, which gets ever thicker of Batman. It's almost like an Argos catalogue of Batman <laughs> media now. Um, so, you're obviously a big fan of Batman and a big fan of the animated series, but why this? Because there are a few, like, you know, double episodes or more special story arcs. Um, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, it was because, you know, last last year, just to contextualize it, unexpectedly... 22. For, yes. For, unexpectedly for the majority of people, uh, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman for the majority of animated Batman appearances and a lot of video games as well, uh, died at like 66. Um, and I guess he'd been ill for a while, but it was very like private like private Mm. um but it got me like it upset me more than i would have expected um and i it made me really think about like usually when people talk about who's the best batman they only think of the live action actors it's always like is it christian bale is it michael keaton or you know whatever but i 
think it's I think it might be Kevin Conroy. <laughs> like and I, I've seen this come up a lot in like online since his death, but like a lot of people do seem to consider him like the definitive Batman. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, he kind of does not necessarily a better job. That seems that's unfair because there are like a lot of other actors have been very good. A lot of I don't think any of the live action actors were necessarily have been necessarily bad. Even George Clooney. If you, did, um, did he have black? Uh, did he have bat nipples though? Hmm? That's what fans really want. Bat no. nipples and Clooney provided. Well, the suit did anyway. Um, I saw. But... I can't remember. I don't know if I saw the whole documentary or just some of it. But they were talking about how his own life kind of yes interweaved through the part. It wasn't a documentary. It was a YouTube video. Yes, well, he used to, <laughs> to hide up on top of buildings is... and jump down and do <laughs> well, rogue animation I mean, voiceovers. No, not to get like too deep into it because there is you can you can find all this stuff out yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a there's a comic that DC did um for uh something they did and i feel like it was early 22 maybe it was back in 2021 um but it was called dc pride where they highlighted uh like lgbtq stuff um and one of the things they did was a comic book written by kevin conroy and you know i don't remember the name of the artist but it was basically telling his story um out of being a gay guy growing up in a very conservative uh, like very conservative surroundings and having to, you know, hide and pretend. Uh, and it's it's not, he wasn't, I don't think he was necessarily completely closeted, but it was something he felt he had to like. It was personal and private. I don't think um, he didn't, like it's often the thing where gay uh, actors and creators are often touted and they promote that element of themselves to be a sort of icon for well positive gay people in the industry and i don't think uh I think he was he, interested in that well he part he grew up he he grew up in a very conservative area during a, a period where you know keep, being keep yourself yeah, when, don't yeah. be gay and if you are gay behind closed please doors don't tell anyone yeah. yeah but i also think he did feel like his career never quite took off because of that yeah um, when and, people started to um when he was sort of semi-outed and rumours were going around that he was gay, he was dropped from projects yeah. and he did not get parts that's because weird, people thought he was gay. He's fucking yes, Batman, fucking... though. That's cool. That's... That, well, that's the thing. <laughs> he he was never, like, a huge, huge... Like, he didn't really know much about Batman beyond, like, the Adam West stuff. Yeah. Um, and when he went in and auditioned, um, he's he was a stage actor. Um, so he just went in and, like gave it the same weight that he would if he was doing like Shakespeare and I and like he he saw he saw a lot of his own experience in the character of like Bruce Wayne and I think part of why now looking back a lot of his performances as Batman are so good is because he does really emphasize that duality a lot more than a lot of other performances do like Batman live action stuff is typically it's either borderline Adam West or he's just sort of a mopey loner and that's it. Um, whereas with this version of Batman, there's always a very there's the performative Bruce Wayne, and then there's Batman. But in like there's a tremendous amount of humanity to his performance as Batman that I don't think you really get anywhere else. And I think part of it is because of 
how much of himself he did put into it. And he also seemed to genuinely love doing it. Oh, yeah, he did. A, a big thing with a lot of the live action Batmans, apart from Adam West, is that there's almost an element of like, not shame, but like, they want to get away from it after a while. Sure. Um, and I'm sure part of that is you don't have to wear the fucking suit uh. anymore. <laughs> um, but I think part of it as well is even now when we have Batman films that are like three hours long, like Matt Reeves' Batman, and treat it very, very seriously, there's still a kind of stigma to it because you're still playing Batman. And I think with Kevin Conroy's performance, he just did not give an, a shit in any way about playing you know a cartoon character a comic book character and then he was like no this is a, this, this is, is a real thing yeah, and like this it. is my thing and he really did he really did own it and i think he uh that really comes through um yeah, unfortunately yeah. we'd already done mask of the phantasm which is yeah, an excellent portrayal of no no <laughs> what i mean is it would have like it, that film is a really great example of that's the only batman film to, that I think that I can think of that is about Bruce Wayne and not like Batman or the villains, like the rogues sure. gallery. Like the Mask of the Phantasm is first and foremost, it's about Bruce Wayne specifically. Um, and it really highlights how much Kevin Conroy brought to the performance. Um, so the reason I picked this one is because we've already done Mask of the Phantasm. And I also just quite like the character of Mr. Freeze as he was portrayed in this series is a lot more sympathetic yeah. and hmm. it's very unfortunate what happened with the with the, with the live action film around the same time oh yeah definitely night and day uh, yeah. where they went with it and it's also it's one of the it's it's one of the examples of the the animated series from the 90s did a really good job of taking a lot of like villains that were very silly either in the comics or in the 60s series yeah. And like reinventing them and giving them some like genuine pathos, like the, especially it with Mister Freeze. Some of those characters have only ever worked in animation. If you try and make that an actual human being, you just realize like, the whole reality breaks because you realize yeah. how stupid everything is. And it, there's a reason that the live action films tend to come back to the same villains all the time because like it's so hard to do it. <laughs> like especially with the like you 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 just allow the name Mr. Freeze to exist in a serious way in this universe. But I don't know what it would be like if Matt Reeves comes back with the Batman 2 and the villain is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> even even characters in the animated series like Clock King, we go, oh, come on, that, that's retarded. <laughs> like they they give him like you said, a pathos and a, a, a sort yeah. of you make you feel a sort of a bit of sympathy mixed in yeah. with the the frustration of them being you know, they're villains, so they have to do things wrong and be negative. But uh, I think you do start to root for characters who are ridiculous, like the ventriloquist works. Yeah, and it's incredible what they do with him. Do, and it's like I, it's a man who is a has a gangster puppet uh, that is I in charge think, of everyone. It's, it's, I do it's think me. that one might work in live action because we did that that Anthony Hopkins film. Oh, magic is yeah yeah. Um, but no like and part of why they work as well is that they do so much with Batman's relationships with those characters and that's part of this film that I did like Mm. uh, was his like 
his understanding of, of Victor Freeze that carries on from the episode that this is kind of a sequel to. A lot of this stuff carries on through the, the Arkham games as well, especially Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, which had a lot of the same people involved and obviously had Kevin Conroy again as Batman. Well, this is the other reason why Kevin Conroy is the quintessential Batman, is he has been Batman the most. Just hours of game of gameplay voiceover, yeah, uh, hundreds of episodes, uh, and then he's often the one called in for all the other like mm-hmm. one-off animations that aren't connected to the animated series as well. So I also I really like his different voices for for Batman and Bruce Wayne. I know I think Michael Keaton was the first person to do that, to do like a Batman voice and a Bruce Wayne voice. Um, but I like how subtle but obviously different they are. Like Bruce's voice is kind of higher and more excited and more yeah. like affable. And then the Batman one comes from like the diaphragm. It's his theater voice. Yeah. But it's also not Christian Bale going. It's not. Yeah. It's not all <laughs> full angry and grumpy or whatever. It's just very like, stern and big. Yeah. Well, they have to be big because the size of the shoulders on the Batman in this. I mean, yes, it is a cartoon, so you have to you have to let go of the fact that everyone's not looking at Bruce Wayne going. He's clearly Batman because he's he's a fridge. Look at uh, him. Well, they all they all have really wide shoulders. In fact, yeah, Robin. Everyone too. in Gotham's a fridge. That's how they get around it. <laughs> True. Yeah, well, Gotham is so crime-ridden and terrifying that everybody has to be the size of a nineties, mid-90s wrestler. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, I will ask the others, had they seen it before? Uh, Anthony, is this this come uh, across, across your gaze before? No, never, never heard of it before. I mean, there were, like these days, there are so many kind of like uh, director DVD uh, superhero stuff. I mean, I I feel like this kind of kicked it off, I suppose. But like now, it's a huge business. You've got like DC um, director DVD stuff coming out like loads every year, and they're better than DC's live action sh- stuff is shit. Oh, yeah. their their animations are pretty good, pretty consistently good. I did. Anyway. I thought about putting forward the. Killing Joke adaptation because obviously that had Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in their like iconic mm. roles. But I have heard bad things about that adaptation, so I thought, well, we'll just go with one of the simpler ones. He was fine. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I yeah, high expectations for it because I you know I love the series and the Mask of the Phantasm is kind of the pinnacle of it. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to it. So an, an odd little gap. Because I guess it's you know you watch the series on TV and then you might not you know I don't I guess if it didn't come out as like a straight on onto TV thing I don't know did it, I don't know, I don't remember if I watched it when I was a kid or not I think I must have it seems I don't it felt rem- familiar I, but like I don't know I don't remember it coming out and I also don't know where this falls in that because there was the weird like split because there was there was the first like run of Batman the animated series which was the one that was like the I think, at least, like the really good stuff. Yeah. And then there was the new Adventures of Batman and Robin, which was still the same, like a con- continuation, but it was starting to skew me. Well, I don't know. They introduced Robin because they wanted more Robin in it. Mm. Yeah, it did comes... a lot of the same stuff. But then I 
I aged out of it, but now looking back on it, I'm like, no, I probably should have just kept watching it because <laughs> it's pretty dark and good. Hmm. Uh, Abby, had you seen this before? I'm not sure. It seemed familiar, but at the same time, it was probably like a shorter episode that shared some elements. As oh, it... you mean like there was a because Doctor Mister Freeze is in episodes of the anime. Well, this is it. This is basically yeah. a sequel to. Is it Heart of Ice? Is that the one that introduces him and like his yes. whole story with his wife Nora? Well, this is the Nora. This is... Nora. <laughs> <laughs> this is the conclusion, if in a way, to his story arc, isn't it? It's like a... yeah. Many villains have to keep going back to Arkham to be a pain in the ass in future. And one of the nice things about this is it, it finishes it off. You know, it, it has a way that he could come back to Gotham. They could contrive some reason. I feel like he wouldn't. Like it but does feel this, like it's yeah. it's done. And I was and I think that's one of the merits of this uh, as a standalone, is it finally some fucking closure on a story. And I, I think when we get to the end, when we get to the end, but I think it's a satisfying way to finish his story off because he's not like one of the ones who gets to come back again and again and again. So, Abby, have you you've watched all of the series, but you can't remember if you filled in this one at the time, but it felt familiar. How... Well, yeah, because they these were very separate. Like on TV, they would show the series, but they wouldn't necessarily show the the side. Yeah, things. So like I said, it's familiar. You can, but in you a good continue. way. I was watching it. I was like, mm, "This is comfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm in with this. It's good." Did you? Because you, you watched some of the other Batman that came later for like other generations of kids. You watched like the Batman and stuff, didn't you? And like some of the I other. Watched a, a lot. A lot, just as a but later <laughs> on, collecting, <laughs> collecting him up. Yeah. You watched just Brave and the Bold as well. That's like I did. I love Brave. I miss Brave and the Bold so much. It was so sad. I never, finished. I never watched Brave and the Bold, and it looks great. It, it is. Oh, you <laughs> have to. It's that a different tone. Yeah, that one wasn't Kevin Conroy, was it? Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although he might give Batman the rival in shoulder and jaw size. <laughs> uh. But uh, so anticipating it in a kind of familiar ass, slipping on an old pair of sneakers kind of thing, or what? Mm. Pouring yourself a nice ice, a Long Island iced tea. You're like, ah, ice. Just like when you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's deal with the story. I mean, I'd seen this before, didn't remember it fully, but it felt familiar. I don't know. Similar to Abby, I couldn't be sure I watched it at the time, but I must have filled it in at some point. But yeah, um, it's kind of just a double episode, isn't it? Like it's just over thirty, uh, you know, two thirty-minute episodes. Are, are they thirty mm-hmm. minutes? They have ad breaks and stuff. They can't uh, maybe they're a bit, they're think, a bit longer. And I think it's about twenty. I think most American TV shows because they have to make uh, room for. F- 15 ad breaks in there um that they're like 20 minutes in in one go so it's, so it's, it's just over like two episodes yeah so this one is uh it's got all the, the 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 regular things that happen in batman the animated series and indeed batman generally he has to stop uh you know robbers he has to drive the batmobile the villain has to get up to something uh there has to be chase scenes and uh fights 
So it has all the nuts <laughs> I, and bolts, doesn't it? I like the I like the definition of involuntary organ transplant as getting up to something. <laughs> Ooh, he's naughty. He's a naughty boy. He didn't he didn't dress enough people as um silly thieved baddies. Oh god. It's weird that the second villain in this is just a a a, a doctor. Crooked doctor, yeah. Yeah. Just a prick with big blue eyes. Interesting. What was the was the setup of the, the very opening bit of this was uh in Antarctica though, right? That's the opener. Yeah, the first thing I thought was interesting was that it does the thing that uh Christopher Nolan would go on to do, which is not have a proper like Batman title card and instead just have the logo. Because yeah. that's how it, it like it has the it says sub zero in it, but it doesn't say the full like Batman sub zero or whatever. Like it's just the oh, Batman yeah. symbol. And we like didn't... yeah, that's what Nolan did with all three of his. And we didn't even get the babada babada Wonder Merit. Oh dear. Oh the the phenomenal opening for the the original Batman the animated series that I sometimes pull up on YouTube and just watch because it's really good. That's good stuff. Um one of the so there's two things about the intro. One's good, one's bad. The good thing is I like how much they seem to be ignoring the current tone of the live action Batman movies and instead very much calling back uh Batman Returns in particular. Um not just with all the like Arctic imagery, but the music as well. But um I should have looked the guy's name up, but he's very much doing a sort of Danny Elfman um riff with the choral stuff in the theme tune. Um that's the good thing. It's Michael McCustian, I think his name is. Um the bad thing, and it happens a few times throughout this, and I it's definitely a symptom of when this was made, is mm. the kind of jarring CGI backgrounds. <laughs> oh that they use a couple of times. Yeah, it wasn't just backgrounds either. Sometimes it was just the the footage, and you were looking at it going, "Okay, this card doesn't have to come at me quite so hard." And I think the, bad. the problem was the mixing of the animation styles. Yeah, mm. like there, there were there were points in, like later on in that car chase where you've got like fully CGI cars, and then you zoom in, and then you've awkwardly got like the hand animated person yeah. driving it, and it looks a bit off. And um, what's What's really like a shame as well is like, like the obviously they were on a TV budget for most for the whole show and a lot of this, but like what they do with that budget with the actual hand drawn animation is fantastic and like, um, it's it's really impressive now going back you know in an era and this isn't like an old man complaining thing like i think it's fine but in an era of like how much stuff even though it even stuff that looks like a traditional like animation is done on computer now and has that sort of like it's missing that depth so going back and watching these old animated uh like particularly these batman uh shows with how stylized they were and how creative they were with um, the way they designed the characters and the city um, and how well animated they were for what they were able to work with. It's so jarring to see that with this like kind of shit, the 90s. Chucking in. Yeah. And the, the 3D. Really bland CGI that's too smooth. Abby, what was, it, what was the um, thing you compared it to when we were watching it? 
There was one particular moment, you know, when the Batmobile is on its revolving platform. It looked like mm. Reboot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> reboot is the benchmark for early 90 or late 90s CGI animation that looks oh. janky and dated, so, isn't it? There is... I don't know if anyone else has ever seen this, and I I'm, I won't dwell on it too long, but if you haven't seen... Um, the Mortal Kombat straight-to-video animated movie that is a combination of CGI and very cheap, terrible hand-drawn animation. Uh, it came out, I think, around the same time as that first Mortal Kombat film, and it was meant to be a pilot for the animated show. Um, I'm going to have to like look it up and send a link in the chat, but it's... Oh, it, oh. <laughs> I can't even quite describe how terrible it is. You have to watch it. it Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Seen, mm-hmm. you've, have you seen it? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could remember what it was called, but it has like <laughs> fully CGI animated uh, fight scenes between characters, but like zero budget. Uh, it's called Mortal Kombat The Journey Begins, and it's from 1995. If I implore you to look it up and watch it. And then while we're all complaining about the CGI backgrounds in this, you'll know just how bad it could have been. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the thing is this. with it, The thing with this one is, you've got the lovely, I don't know if it's like airbrushed backgrounds with like kind of Art Nouveau style architecture. Yeah. All the cars and so there's some stuff, the diners and the cars were very 50s mm-hmm. or inspired. And it's kind of melding the, the 20s to 30s era I don't know, Chicago or whatever to kind of influence Gotham. But it's all like moody black and reds and dark grey tones. I just and then... wanna I just wanna mention the fucking length on those cars. Oh, I know. <laughs> Insane. The, the cop cars with that like weird metal covering the wheels up like design. Just, yeah. Oh, what's going on? But and then on top of that, you've got the delightful uh, you know the cell, the classic cartoony, colourful cell animation. Um, I mean, it's all you know, all cells layered on top of each other. But like, it's it pops a little bit off the grainy textured yeah. uh, mm. look. And then yeah, it's when one... you when they try it, weave in. Oh, look, it's an oil rig, but it's much more three D. And you go, mm. stop this! Like Oops, they, they have <laughs> they have imaginative ideas as well. Like Mister Freeze nicks a van at one point. And he kind of bet he goes around a corner, and the, the, like Abby says, the ridiculous box long cars come around, and you sort of go with the road, and then you go in, zoom in on the the wing mirror, and you go, just draw that though, and that'll look great. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, don't do it. Don't don't do this half. Look, we've got the most modern three D designs. Yeah, well. that was the thing, wasn't it? Like it was it was post Toy Story, and and CGI was a huge deal, and. And people are like, wow, if you meld them together, this is the future. It's like, but it was not no, seamless. <laughs> the future is one or the other. Yeah, you can't half. It's not. A, it's not. It wasn't even collaged to be stylistic. It was just, oh, where are we? Have we have we entered into the N sixty four game? <laughs> we're, about to, <laughs> we're about to end the cutscene and we're going to join the action. The, um, just on that backgrounds thing, I can't remember if I said this whenever we did Mask of the Phantasm, but a really cool thing that they would do that I'm. I would have to assume they did it with this as well, because it's obviously using a lot of the same stuff as the animated series. But they would do it on a black background and then put and then like eff- effectively drawing the backgrounds on black canvas to mm. give it that like uh really dense shadowy look. 
Mm, it's effective. It really works. Anyway, back to this opening bit, right? Uh, we got a couple of polar bears swimming about trying to get some fish, and then some fucking scuba diving prick. And you're like, wait a minute, it's freezing. How can there be a guy? <laughs> can there be a guy scuba diving in the Arctic Ocean? They must have uh, not. They must have been using SpongeBob logic or something. Um, and then you make fun go- of that, but that was my actual first thought was like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> You're goofy goober. and then and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah mr freeze yeah. i forgot this prick's oh, gonna but... get eaten by polar bears isn't he but he was still using a snorkel underwater well you could use it a bit underwater you kind of it is for more shallow coral reef stuff isn't it really snorkeling it's not for deep sea diving or snorkel. yeah once you're under the water how's it gonna work i mean and the man it's, the man it's is not Permanently frozen as well, so don't don't question that, guys. He still needs <laughs> oxygen. He does. Apparently. <laughs> it can't be frozen oxygen. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a guy. He's fucking arrogantly nicking the fish from polar bears, and then it looks like they're gonna fucking nom him up, but actually, they're his pals, and he helps. They even grabs hold of them to swim to shore, and we we find out that uh, this Victor Freeze is it. Victor Freeze. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it's also it's written fries. Fuck fries. fries. <laughs> Look, you can't literally just spell his name F R E E Z E. It's too much. No, but you can spell it like freeze, as in like uh, artistic kind of freeze. You know what I mean? How With is that I... different? Two E's in Mister Freeze, or three E's even. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> old uh, old freezy chops. Uh, Mr. Fries. Mr. Fries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Victory Fries is what he should be called. Joe Swear is like a brand of, of chips and something. Um, anyway, old Victor Freeze. We know him as Mr. Freeze. He, he was a bastard back in the day, wasn't he? Robbing banks and shit and freezing people up just so he can save uh, his missus' life. Just so he can save his wife. Uh, boring. <laughs> he does say the thing with Mister Freeze. Yeah, if I'm recalling, I didn't rewatch the original origin of him. But, you know, he's this uh, uh, tragic scientific uh, figure whose wife is struck with tragedy and is being kept alive in a cryogenic tube. Yeah, she, thing. Has some, she has a rare disease. Yeah, and the only way to stop her dying is to freeze or keep her not not frozen because she's in. Like when I, I was talking to Abby about it, watching it, going, "Wait, how is she frozen if this is liquid water? Like, what? she's not frozen, then, is she?" What was your response, Abby? What did you justify? No, or... she's in suspended animation, but she's not frozen. She's just in a weird goop, then. Well, they talk about cryogenically freezing people in the episode, though. In but the she's movie. not frozen because the water is liquid, and I don't know if you know this, guys. But water freezes; it becomes a well. Sword. Called ice. Maybe it's <laughs> some kind of special liquid that doesn't. Well, it's obviously a special freeze. liquid that don't exist they... in real life. In the same in frozen as in not moving, not frozen as in temperature. She's in some sort of floaty coma, coma, and her, and her organs. It's a back to tank. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, well, that heals you. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. in a she's in a special back to tank, wait healing up. Well, she just she's she's suspended in. In this animation, in water. <laughs> right. The point is, he's got a tragic backstory where his wife uh, is going to die and he's searching for the cure to the disease. Uh, and the trouble is, he doesn't, he's not patient enough to wait for the NHS backlog to get through. <laughs> he has to, like, 
um, live in America <laughs> and so you know it also means he can't afford it so what's he going to do <laughs> rob banks and that and it make money yeah. the, the old fashioned way by being an evil villain so you know he creates freeze weapons he's tragically afflicted with it like he's also got it, what's his problem he has to stay at a certain he temperature got, or he'll die he was experimenting with ways to like with cryogenic freezing technology and there was some sort of, depending on which version of his backstory, there was either an accident or sabotage that meant he got not poisoned, but like... Uh, Fucked up. Yeah, he was part of an own... industrial accident. Yes, there you go. Oh, yeah, um, there's a lot of that in Gotham, isn't there? It is. Their health and safety laws it's are fucking a... abysmal. Yes. Most people a... don't listen to the things like uh, don't run on the Ace Chemicals gangways and uh, <laughs> don't rob things with guns and don't get acid on your face and so on. Um, but yeah, he so his body can survive deep cold, but also can't survive outside of it. So Right, right, right. That's his, his affliction anyway. He has to stay cold and he built himself a special suit and he's got freeze guns and all this shit. But he's currently living uh, in his little uh, little shorts. He's living out in Antarctica with his breezy boxes. Yeah, and he, you know, he cracks off the ice that he's got from swimming deep sea ice fishing, and he's got a massive wadge of fish for his little. Suddenly, he's got like an adopted son. Uh, what's his name? His little Inuit son with an American accent. Well, they live in America, just very North America. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, what's the kid's game? He's got like a. Is he, he's not called Kojak or anything, is he? He's, what's he called? I mean, Cormac. he is now. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, he's got a he's got a Inuit son, or like you know, the the kid's family have died, and he's sort of looking after him and providing him with more fish than the kid can carry, <laughs> and uh, just hanging out with the polar bears, tamed somewhat polar bears, trained polar bears. I don't know where being a, a scientist. And working in 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 Mister Freeze's world, I don't see it, but you know, he animal science and taming animals is not the same line of work. So I don't know. I think he just had you know some time on his hands. Yeah, that's the presumably. <laughs> Are we at what stage you go from? Oh, these bears might kill me to now they're doing my bidding and going to kill Batman for me and stuff. That's a big ask. Like you giving them a chunk of fish, and you know, I mean, cats. And bears and dogs. I mean, do they all train? They don't. Tra- I don't want to bring in cats and dogs in. Bears. How do you train a bear? So I think. I guess they do. The Russians did. It's probably the food because, like, they catch one fish That's, and he comes yeah. back with a giant bag of fish. So he's probably sort of just bribing them with fish all the time. Teach a polar bear to fish. Uh, and what's the <laughs> saying? I don't know. You don't get villainous <laughs> polar bears on your side. Just. Yeah. Uh, the um the the polar bears the two yeah. polar bears Hotchka and Shaka who do you think voices them uh, Shaka Khan does she do Shaka <laughs> <It's> Vin Diesel <laughs> no but I wish it was I who am is, Shaka who is uh, Mister Animal voices in voice acting I give up what's the trivial pursuit it's Frank Welker of course it's Frank Welker mm. what do you say they growl and stuff. Yeah, but that's what you hire Frank Walker for. <laughs> like every every animal animal noise in every animated thing ever. So you voice the fish as well. Probably. If they make any noise, then love, I would imagine so. Love, love, I, love. Do you know what I cannot find the kid in the cast 
uh, at all. I don't know why. But it was Frank Welker again. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, yeah. I, I like that we find Mister Freeze has left his world of crime. He's happy. He's he's unfortunately still got his wife uh, preserved. It's handy. You can live there like Superman out in in Antarctica uh, and be cool, literally. Uh, but he, you know, his wife is kept nice and cold. Um, I guess that's how it works. I, guess, I don't know how he's hooked up to the electricity and stuff. I guess the, the grid must expand that far. I mean, if it happens, the hey, how do they have look. power in the thing? Do they have outside generators? In on does it on... need? Well, I guess it would need power, wouldn't it? To keep her alive. I don't know. So, solar panels, uh, whatever. She's safe until uh, Das Boot comes <laughs> and fucking Red October's the shit out of the ice and smashes up. And uh, you know, Nora. yeah, um, Nora and Mister Freeze go tumbling under the ice that's smashed. But it's just, is it just a regular submarine up to something? Like it's not like a decoration of war. It's just literally they pop up through the ice. Don't they? Yeah, they're doing something, maybe an exercise, or I don't know. By the way, the kid's name is Kunak. I Kunak. found it. Okay. It's not credited on where I'm looking either. No, oh, it's, I, I was trying to find out who the voice was. I'm guessing it's Trust McNeil because she's in the. Castless has additional voices and she does like a lot of like kid voices and stuff. So I found out recently that most of the animated young boys and things are actually voiced by adult women. Oh, the vast majority yeah, of, of them, yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was just a couple, but no. No, Tress McNeil is Tress McNeil Tress McNeil is a lot of them. Yeah. Well, they don't they don't hit puberty all of a sudden and then grew in their voice, do they? Yeah. I must say, I love I love the animation in the submarine with the the lighting effects of yeah. red and black. Mm. Yeah, well, like I'm constantly used to having my, a uh, mug. Batman the Animated Series. So they're constantly having a what? And that guy just constantly holding a mug. Mm. It's a nice detail for me. Because I, it's always a good it's always a good sign in a film when someone's like drinking a cup of coffee or is doing something with a clipboard where they've actually thought about oh these people actually do things yeah. in their lives and now they're all frozen in Antarctica forever because they fucked yeah off we never Mr. Freeze. actually we never get any follow up on them so I assume they're just dead oh they're dead they're frozen oh, in no, ice yeah. they're not cryogenically frozen in ice that is, but... that is one of the things that I do like about these. Uh, these like straight to video like films that they made in from this series is that they can get away with a little bit more in these. Mm. So like you have characters death. saying, "Oh, you have characters saying, oh my god," or which you know, if that was on the TV, then some censor would be like, "Oh, can't say that." Fuck my pussy. Like, <laughs> oh, <don't> that. <laughs> that's better. But um, uh, you know, you've got like yeah, Mister Freeze just murdering people, or uh, the the guy, uh, the doctor. Spoilers later on, getting fucking crushed by a helipad. It's pretty good. Out of context, people are not going to understand how that happens. <laughs> well, and you'll have to watch it and find out, listener. Yeah. I thought the bears were going to kill him. Mm. Maybe they may, yeah. Oh, and uh, Batgirl kicking a guy right in the bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what I do, what I do I like. Proud of her. <laughs> later on, uh, seeing as we're talking about later on moments of near death, is or death indeed. Not that being kicked in the bollocks is near death. It feels like it. Um, <laughs> I like that 
this is the classic Batman villain of, oh no, they've fallen to their supposed death, but will also their hand will come out of that fucking water by the end, you bet. Yeah. That happens in this. And you're like, yep, yeah, of course. That's always how everyone, like, I think every version of that, is it Arkham Games had like a villain's arm come out of the fucking sea at the end and cling on to something? Was it Bane? In the first one, Bane, Scarecrow, they've all all their fucking hands come up and they're like, I lived. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I had mixed feelings about Batman yelling, Freeze! Freeze! I know. You kind of expect him, like, come on, Batman, he's not going to just stop midair because you shouted, Freeze. If anything, (laughs) pause, rewind. (laughs) Got him, got him, there we are. I know, yeah. Um, but before all that, so that's the that's the nice opener of like, oh, what's Mister Freeze been up to? Turns out he's been happy until further tragedy. Now he's angry again. <laughs> he, has to, he has to scoop up uh, the old missus. Are they married? His yeah. wife, right? Yep. Yeah. Not yeah. like tragically on their wedding day or something. Uh, so old Nora Frey, they've got the same name, haven't they? Mrs. Freeze has to be scooped up and I don't know, kept alive somehow and moved back to Gotham. But wouldn't you know it? Not only is she still dying, she has a new... It's in, coming out of the cryogenical tube thingy, my bobo, has meant she is... Her organs are all owie again. Well, yeah, because the, the, the reason he froze her was to stop it progressing. So her coming out of it, it's yeah. just going to accelerate it. Probably also because she's been in it for so long. I mean, she's just dead, right? Like, uh, she's not coming back So this. This is actually... This is a an interesting thing that was in the trivia, uh, Bruce Tim, who is one of the like lead people behind the animated series, but wasn't in wasn't on this. Um, I think he was involved with the Arkham games as well. But he not he wasn't like criticizing this, but he was just talking about how he would have done things differently. And one of the things that he did say was he wouldn't have done the bit at the end where it shows that she's been saved and like revived. Like in his mind, all throughout the Mr. Free stuff she's basically just already dead and what he's Please. doing is like it like just prolonging it, yeah and like there may even be part of him that like deep down knows that but can't let it go kind of thing like it, it that's and i see what I, he I means. get i get with that i get that approach I, I agree that that is a take as well like you, that is the plight of mr Dr. mr freezes he hasn't accepted death and that's his downfall and that's pretty fucking dark for kids, and I really like the ending of this. So I'm yeah. glad they they went the more positive route. But I do, yeah, of course. I mean, of course, this this woman's dead, and she's never coming back. See, that's she's the, gonna have that's to Franken. The, uh... They should have done a Frankenstein story where Nora Freeze comes back, but she's like body parts of other corpses. Uh, she's a monster. She's a monstrosity. <laughs> um, but misunderstood. Again, there you go. That's the that's the Matt Reeves, uh, the Batman three. Sub Zero or whatever, played by, <laughs> uh, played by Robert De Niro as the monster <laughs> Nora Freeze. <laughs> Nora Freeze. Yeah, just uh, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Victor. Love <laughs> Jesus, that is a monster. Kill it now. Um. Anyway, like he's back in Gotham. He's got a. He's got to uh, basically get hold of a doctor. And uh, solve the problem, which is going to involve surgery and uh, organ donation, right? That's what they f- figure out, isn't it? Yeah, and the the doctor is a, a doctor he'd worked with before, who is in deep shit with 
stocks, stocks yeah. and debts and loan sharks or something. God, speaking of stuff that you wouldn't do in in a cartoon, this is shit I don't understand. Now at thirty, almost forty years old, stocks yeah. buy sell. Just about understood. I understood enough. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird if instead of cryptocurrency they had cryo currency, just freeze bucks. Oh, do you know what? If they were going to do a new Batman villain, that's what it should be. Some fucking crypto bro who's just like tanking the economy. <laughs> Keep your ideas, Jamie. Those are, those are valuable. That's, that's going to be a, be a knock on your door from the people at DC like, excuse me, you had some excellent stuff that we're going to steal. <laughs> I don't know why they'd not, they could knock your door and say we're going to steal it. That doesn't make sense. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Bruce and the gang, though, were having a right laugh, aren't they? They're, they're wishing criminals over the head. Get your classic oh, beating up the, the villains robbing a jewellery store business, don't the, you? The guy, the, the two guys who robbed the jewellery store, I really like the... Uh, this is one of... I think this is fairly consistent in a lot of Batman stuff. It is like... They're driving away after they rob this jewelry store and punch this old man to the ground. <laughs> um, uh, and then Batman like swoops down, lands on the top of their car, and like throws his cape over the windshield so they uh, they crash. But they're they're all, they're both like, "What happened? I don't know. What could it be? Like it can't <laughs> be. Like who the? What do you think it is? How have long have you been? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, Where do you fucking live?" <laughs> like, especially like poking his finger out the window and poking the cape. Like, what do you think that is? Who oh, do you think have, it is? They just it could have been a, a bin bag in the wind. <laughs> you never know. You're, you're a bin bag in the wind. Oh, <laughs> a bin bag in the wind. <laughs> so bin, bin bin bag in the wind, man. <laughs> Stop the villains. What I like, right? Is Batman and Robin uh, beat up these. Uh, jewel thieves, uh, and then they just throw them in a big pile of rubbish. Say <laughs> 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 they're, they're watching, watching We're you, watching you, scum. Abby, you said uh, the hair was that the hair of someone from an anime or something. You, I think one of the villains looked like he had Joker's old hair, but in black. But you uh, reckoned it belonged to someone else? Well, no, there were two different haircuts. There was perennial Peaky, Peaky Blinders haircut. Sorry, <laughs> there was perennial Commissioner Gordon Tintin hair. Oh, well, and then Commissioner Gordon has Mr. Whippy ice cream hair. <laughs> and then one of the criminals had the same hair as Ace Attorney. Oh, Ace Attorney, yeah. the video game character, is it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well that's it. Really, uh, it really shines through in this, uh, in particular. But one of the things I never realized growing up, but I I know now, is how many animation studios in Japan animated a lot of these shows and when they had more of a budget like they do with this one like a, a little bit more than they, they did for the tv uh stuff you you start to see like the anime creeping mm. um like there's a few shots in this uh of like there's a few of like faces certain physical actions that characters do and explosions in particular towards the end that are like oh now i can tell that these people worked on like a- actual anime i've seen too mm-hmm. so it is uh you obviously have to make certain stylistic choices uh simplicity usually like so matte colors uh yeah. just for saving time on animating but also you have to make like decisions about how eyes will look and then in this the the anime the characters mostly have little dark black eyes with eyebrows drawn in or or I, I, like lines above the eye Unless they have masks on, then they have like no eyes, but just the cut out of white. 
Actually, yeah, there is a. I'm going to mention the inconsistency of eyes in well, yeah, this the... whole thing. Yeah, like some people have like you know full you know you know white with a the black pupil, and then like mm. Robin and Batman just have like little black dots with a mm. little line. They've got uh, little beady well, eyes because they've got secrets. And then and then when they got the masks on, they're just white. Yeah, and then the, the doctor has blue eyes. I guess there's oh yeah, the weird out. blue. Eyes. Those are really wigging me out. I think that yeah. was. I think that's kind of the idea. Like it's supposed to make him look different and a bit. But why does he? Why does he? Is he? He has an iris and a, and uh, what's the white bit of your eye called? He doesn't have that. He just the has an iris. Called. Um, they. I think subsequently, I think this has happened in some of the movies as well. They've explained what the white out eyes are and it's like a, a lens that gives it's what does like the detective vision oh, yeah. detective vision in the games that. it's because it looks cool like that it pops yeah, better yeah. <laughs> like I get and, it's, it. and to be fair to for the animators it's easier than doing oh, yeah, eye yeah. holes and then eyes inside them which would be a <laughs> fucking nightmare it'd be funny if under the mask the truth was they all had Rick and Morty eyes where they're all like wibbly poop oh my god <laughs> they've all got ants in their eyes <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I've got a question for everyone. Yeah. Has anyone ever liked Robin in any Batman oh, thing? Because well. I, I just came to the realization in this because when Robin first showed up, he just kind yeah. of like Batman's doing his thing, and then Robin jumps and and grabs one of the guys. I'm like, my heart sank. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I've ever liked um, Robin. I've got in anything. What about Adult Batgirl? Robin? No. I like Nightwing. You you'd rather you'd rather Bruce Wayne have a boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's better. The only thing I probably have liked is the bat the, the original Batman TV series because he's just a goofball like Batman, you know? It's, it's a comedy <laughs> do it double act then, isn't it? Hmm. He's but pretty- seriously, I've never like even as a kid, like I never liked Robin, and that's when you're supposed to like Robin, you know. Well, why the, yeah. the thing I don't get about him, sorry, Abby, but I, I, you, you will, you can actually have your say, and I'll, I'll say what I don't like after. Well, I was going to say in Teen Titans, he's usually all right. It's funny in that as well, that's because comedy. And then, like the show I watched, Titans, which is set later on, but fulfilling the same role, he was okay. Mm. Then. There's hardly any Batman but... in that to offset. Oh, he comes in. They they don't wait very long. Oh, he comes in. But then he does. Yeah. He is he is proper old man Batman. So you kind of forgive it. Oh, that reminds me. Kevin Conroy did have one one stint live, yeah. as a live action as Batman. old man psychopath Bruce Wayne in mm. a body brace. Weird. Uh, the thing I don't. What I find weird about Robin is, other than there's a grown man like committing crimes and saying he's he's the one stopping crimes, but he's also committing <laughs> crimes, and now he's got a child involved and it's not his. And never mind all that. What the fuck is Robin dressed as? I know it's like the the Grayson's Flying Circus <laughs> shit. Like, what is he wearing though? And how does like oh Batman, the obvious sidekick, a bird, is a, a bird, bird a name, small bird. Like, a boy who looks like ridiculous. I mean, Batman looks ridiculous, but he's kind of brooding and weird. Yeah. And then Robin's like this technicolored doofus. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what, what was this guy? I, I don't know. Uh, I think there have been a lot of really interesting stories with the idea of Robin and the fact that there have been multiple ones and like 
one has become a villain and then his own yeah I don't, I don't, I don't love them when they get really dark and weird either but like generally I prefer it to just be Batman hmm. um, we don't want him to be like a dad or an uncle or whatever like the or thing, a, bat- uh... well, the more family Batman gets, the more well-adjusted he has to be, and the less well, reason there is to the, dress up mm, like an idiot. That's the that's the thing, though, and that's the potentially interesting part of it all is like, why, like the 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 story that has been explored, I think, more in the comics than anywhere else, is the fact that like he really shouldn't be doing this with people, <laughs> like bringing them in and making them like the Bat family because he's putting them in a massive amount of danger. <laughs> Like, well, not become... only is he a criminal vigilante, but now he's also, like, endangering all of these people and kind of turning them into lunatics as well. It's like it, a weird it, cult. It's a bit like the Thunderbirds. Like, they're a whole family of, like... Are the Thunderbirds, like, commissioned by a government body or anything? Or are they just millionaires no, they're, who... They're, yeah, pretty much. They're just millionaires yeah. on an island who just jump Birdie in rocket and there's a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. But, okay. so, like... Yeah, I generally I prefer it, and partly I think for me at least is that the reason I do like Batman is there's a lot of potential psychological complexity with just that character alone, mm. and the relationship he has with people trying to help him, and with the villains that he goes up against. And I don't, I don't inherently dislike Robin, and I like, I, like in this. I thought he was alright in this. I liked his his arc with uh you know him and Barbara. Again though, deeply irresponsible for <laughs> Bruce. Because <laughs> like, not only now have you adopted these two people into your weird fucking superhero cult, you're letting them have a relationship. So if one of them dies, what the fuck's gonna happen? Like this is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you um, don't don't raise them like ooh. like brothers and sisters and then have them cop off. Also weird. <laughs> I just want to talk about the the beautiful asexuality of Batman at that party, where oh, he's yeah. got four women who are fawning all over him, and he's like, "No, yeah, I'll just be going." Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> such a he's such an incel, even when women are throwing themselves <laughs> at him. Oh dear, but you're right. It, it, it is an interesting it's an interesting question to ponder. I think we've I do, all I... got different feelings, but like. I like him in this. I just in I, this, just because in this the job is be you know he's a he's a good sidekick in this. He's helpful, but he's also there to have a sub story where uh are him and Barbara are going to get together, aka Batgirl. I mean, I think they're already together, but are they going? They they're very PG, aren't they? Like they get together and have a romantic moment on a balcony, and it's like yeah, let's just hug. Yeah, let's not do more. They do do they yeah, kiss at some point? Yes, it's not like the. Uh... I, I think it's the Killing Joke adaptation where Batman is shagging Barbara Gordon, which again, just even deeper layers of this is weird. Don't yeah, that know. was. Oh, I did not like. I think I, I'd forgotten about that actually. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Who is Robin fucking in one of the Teen Titans stories? I swear he's shifting. Te- wait, Teen Titans? Do you mean Titans? Well, no, I don't know. They fucking <laughs> in Titans. Titans, it's... right? Was he fucking in that? Star Sapphire, is that her name? She's in, she's in the Sapphire. Yeah, they just, there's sometimes, I guess it's because they're trying to appeal to an older, hornier market, but uh, <laughs> like teenagers want to want to see superheroes be, be fucking. But they draw the line at Batman performing cunnilingus. Yeah. <laughs> at least the, the producers do. 
God. And yeah, also, yeah, that is the Barbara Gordon thing is weird because, like, we discussed it in our Batman Returns episode, but Batman and Catwoman are, like, obviously made for each other because they're both fucking mental, damaged people. <laughs> um, I think part of it as well is the, the voice actor, Lauren Lester, just does a good job of, like, playing Robin young enough but not making he's like he's not annoying in this and that's a, that is a problem with robin a lot of the time is that yeah. it can be quite an annoying character i feel i feel bad in this cuz some of his action sequences i mean this is a weird question connecting to the look robin isn't in his uniform all the time so they, once they go to the parties and stuff and barbara's kidnapped they're kind of in their casual wear or, or like they're out they're going out clothes and then robin has to do action sequences in like was it like a beige and pink oh, yeah. suit also, like Robin, Robin asks Barbara out on a date to a different party. They go to like a masquerade ball and stuff. But then, like, do you want to come to another thing? I'm going to like some fucking posh boy party somewhere. Oh, they go to a jazz club. And they go to a fucking jazz club. But it's like, is he? Is he like? Are they going to be wearing zoot suits? Is there zoot suits, <laughs> Batman, or like what we? Well, it's uh, you have to remember that this show takes place in the 1930s and 1990s at the same time. The there was a swing revival in the 1990s in their defense. That is true because we Maybe. had stuff like the B52s or whatever. So he needed a chain on his wallet but... though, like if he's going to go for that vibe. Um, <laughs> I got that's one of the sequences where like um, all the animation in that scene was fantastic. All the people dancing and like the animation on mm. the band and stuff. Like there are definitely sequences here where you could tell they were like measuring out how much budget they had for animation yeah, and sure. then being like, okay, we need to spend it here and here and here. What, what I like about the party, so they have the... Barbara Gordon uh, turns out has the same blood type uh, needed for the unethical, un- involuntary uh, operation that she's uh, Mr. Freeze wants her to have. So like Freeze has gotten hold of his corrupt doctor who's indebted and kidnapped him. And it's gone, you fucking doing some shit for me, please, uh, or else. And uh, the guy's like, okay, this is, uh, as long as there's some gold, literal gold in it for me. <laughs> literal lumps of gold. Yeah, Mr. Freeze has found some gold up in the frozen uh, north. And he's like, there's a fucking uh, Nutty Jake's gold mine in it for you if you fucking do all this for me. <laughs> um, anyway, so he, the doctor's sort of on board. And they're like, let's have a look in the old computer. Oh, look. Look at this list of names. Oh, wouldn't you know, Mr. Freeze has selected Barbara Gordon at random because she's the same blood type as Nora. And so no, it's she like... also had to be a uh, female approximately the same size. Perfect female type. Remember that? That's from Looker. Anyone? Looker. We did yes. it. Good stuff. Age 21 to 25. Perfect female type. Uh, just me. It's fine. You said yes. The fair play, Abby. Well done. Well, I introduced it to you, didn't I? Oh, I know, but memories, they're rubbish, aren't they? Well, anyway. Yes, they are. Uh, Barbara Gordon has to be kidnapped, so freeze with snow time, busts in, where the fuck's Barbara? I'm going to start killing people. <laughs> he like, picks on one guy. That's not Barbara, but I'll kill him. It's blah blah blah. <laughs> um, you know, I like one of the things I like about you know the the whole thing about how uh, um, Bruce Wayne, reclusive billionaire who is also physically enormous, yeah. and somehow nobody guesses he's Batman. Uh, this young man doing these incredible acrobatic tricks in his beige suit in yeah. the club, and nobody's like, 
It's like Robin. It's just it's a, like a Robin. Just does break dancing as well when he's not in jazz clubs at all. <laughs> well, I suppose he was famous before that for being a circus performer, so it makes again, sense for him to again, be doing that. Is that is that Robin? <laughs> that guy who is in the circus, <laughs> like the, who also lives with Bruce Wayne. Does that I mean think Bruce Wayne's Batman? Also like, went by the stage name Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're in a jazz party. A man in a fr- in a big freezy suit has come in, and two fucking massive polar bears. I'm not worrying about who's doing athletic. Good points. Okay. <laughs> probably <laughs> everyone in this hammered as well. well. The security card must have been hammered because he comes up to Mister Freeze and is like, uh, "No pets. No pets. Like, <laughs> this guy, pets. They're polar bears. Can is that running? What are you talking about? Oh god! These are these are not malnourished, make you feel so- sad about global warming polar bears either. These are <laughs> highly <laughs> trained, well fed, beefy. Uh, boys, yeah, Mitz. yeah. Um, so yeah, the polar bears hold people at bay and fight. You know, hold people down and you know do all the scary stuff bears would do if they were allowed. And uh, Mister Freeze does successfully catch her. Barbara takes her to a kind of depressing, rusty <laughs> cell, and is all like, "So I was treated. I was treated like this, don't you know?" I was like, "Chill out, mate. Oh, don't chill out. Bad choice <laughs> words, but." Yeah. No sympathy for you. You've kidnapped a woman, and you're trying to convince your Inuit son that it's fine. Actually, we're not going to hurt her, even though, yeah, definitely kill her. Yeah, I don't care if it, I don't yeah. even care if the surgery doesn't kill her. Kill her. Fuck it. She. <laughs> they don't say what organs she's going to have harvested either. All of them. Yes, that is vague of them. Just both kidneys, so she'd be fucked. I mean, it was going to kill her, so presumably. Heart, heart, <laughs> yeah. We'll have the tits while we're at it as well. They're cracking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hair organ. I've always like. <laughs> we just picking and choosing it. <laughs> He's become Frankenstein. Just uh, it'd be really funny if the surgeon was lying and there's no way to save her. So he's like, he's just going to put a blonde wig on Barbara. <laughs> like, like there you go. He has your wife back, and then slowly like, just biohazard the wife. <laughs> there you go. So. There's, um, I noticed, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm making assumptions here that the animators are all male, but some, some, some people were definitely enjoying themselves animating Barbara Gordon throughout this uh, feature. Mm. They were probably used to work for Ralph Bakshi or whatever. <laughs> There's a lot of emphasis on on Barbara Gordon's form in this. I also one of the things I found weird. From her dad, which was weird. Wow, yes. you're fucking fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was some really weird lines from Commissioner Gordon, where he where he was like, "Oh, he's a lucky man." Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, this is your Oh, Dick. <laughs> he should be, you know, making sure no one touches his beautiful daughter, really, isn't it? Especially a guy named Dick. <laughs> Dick by name. Well, well, you know where this is going. He's right. like, no, he's like sending. Uh, he's sending Robin away with Barbara, and it's like you're expecting Robin to look back, and and Gordon's doing the like elbow in the the hand in the elbow thing. <laughs> I bet I bet they don't call you the boy wonder for just you know your acrobatics, there you fucking dog. Go on, give it one for me, son. I wish I could. <laughs> I, I, one of the things I find weird about Batgirl is she has just lovely ginger hair hanging out the back of her mask or cowl again, or whatever. Again, just. Just being like, hmm, she looks a lot like Barbara Gordon. <laughs> with a very small mask on her face. Also, there's always a, like, I was thinking about in this, there's some quick changes between, oh, we'll get out of our crime fighting uh, costumes and into casual wear to go to parties. You go, 
you must be stinking of sweat, Batman and oh, Robin. But I've also, actually, like Barbara Gordon's yeah. hair goes from like like hanging down to perfectly yeah. like uh, judged. judged and like she's had the hairdresser done do stuff with it. You know, she has it done yeah. up in a weird do to go to the party. Like, how's these people are? They they're quick on their toes. One of the one of the things I have thought about, especially with the the Matt Reeves movie, because of how grimy that he makes Bruce Wayne, is that like God, Bruce Wayne must fucking stink when he yeah. like turns up to stuff, especially the morose goth boy Robert Pattinson one who I mean, probably doesn't can, wash enough. You can argue that he has to have a little bat flannel to wipe his eyes off the black makeup, and this one is just <laughs> white white light or whatever, so you're all right. But yeah, just come up with some pretty good deodorant, you know. Bat, bat on his little bat, bat belt. Bat deodorant. So hmm. you reckon he, next to the shark repellent or whatever <laughs> is the body odor repellent? Yeah, bat bat body. It's got. Um, I was just going to mention that the cast the the cast member with the amazing name Ephraim Zimbalis Junior. That's Alfred. Ah, the voice of Alfred. You mean? Yes. What a fantastic name. And like throughout the franchise, the the crispest. The crispest sarcasm of all. Uh, I know. <laughs> He's good stuff, the prick enabler. <laughs> just, just be a dad for him. Don't fucking let all this happen. Anyway, Barbara's kidnapped. Her plight, her plight is... Uh, she's on an oil house. rig. Yeah, she's taken to an oil rig, the perfect place for a surgery, and exploding... I like when Mr. Freeze is like, we're not leaving this exploding oil rig until you do the surgery. Like, <laughs> do you think I can do fucking surgery on an exploding oil rig <laughs> with fucking polar bears panting either side of me? I in, That's um, not a good environment to do surgery on your wife who will definitely die. <laughs> one of the things I, I liked um, was the sequence where uh, Barbara escapes and, like, there's like a fairly long sequence of her running away from uh, Freeze and the Doctor. Uh, I should look up his name, Bels- Doctor Belson. Um, and then, like, she goes on this whole escape run, only to that's when it's revealed that they're on an oil rig, like five miles off the coast. Mm. I got frustrated with this because she was really proactive about escaping and doing stuff. Until Batman and Robin got there, and then suddenly she was just screaming, going, Help! Yeah, especially considering how capable she is. Yes. I mean, that irritated me a little again. Bit. But then, Abby, she is Batgirl, and she did fight her way out. And uh, she didn't just, she wasn't just a damsel in distress. And she is running away from Paula Pess. I like, I like also, Robin is in the Batmobile, not, not the Batman, the Batwing. With Batman yeah. finding this place, they've done detective work. The police were mildly involved. There's lots of tapping into eighties or nineties style computers to find mm-hmm. uh, details about this and that. But you know that's that's detective work. It gets you where you are. Um, and then Robin's like, "There's Barbara, this tiny silhouette, possibly." <laughs> yeah. And and then like when she's being chased by polar bears, he's like, "Go faster." <laughs> 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 he doesn't mention the polar bears, but he's like. Put the pedal to the metal, please. <laughs> but yeah, they do. Uh, Batman and Robin do turn up while Barbara succeeded to fight Again, off there's the a, captors. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of animation of Barbara of her skirt like flying around just under a risky area. Why are you uh, looking, Jimmy? Why are you looking? I didn't take I, on board. It was how... Storyboarded in a way that. <laughs> 
That, that, so, that sounds like someone justifying why they raped a woman. She dressed provide. She's animated to make. They me shouldn't have drawn her wearing it. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I, I do couldn't... know what you mean, but Jessica. at the same time, she was literally the only woman in the whole thing. That's also <laughs> she can't help but being like Jessica Rabbit. Wait, no, there was a there was a woman scientist. Yes, I liked her. Voiced she reminded by, uh, me of someone else. She was voiced by Lauren Tom, who does the voice of uh, Amy Wong in Futurama. Uh, I mean, that that's the, she's uh, she's one of those voice actors who's in a million things, but I think that's the that's the easiest like immediate thing hmm. to recognize her from. Anthony, uh, you slagged Robin off. Are you a Batgirl <laughs> fan instead? I haven't seen much of Batgirl. I'm pretty well, sure the only reference film, I have other than this is the Batman and Robin film. Oh, which is, you know, it's not a good reference to have. Or at least I, I, like, I, like, I like Barbara Gordon in this. Saying that, Batgirl was only in like about 30 seconds at the beginning. Well, she's Batgirl still. She doesn't stop being Batgirl just because she's... Yeah, it is, but it's I a suppose. shame that she doesn't get... Like, surely they would pack a spare outfit in the Batwing. What Depends. You, is she matter. still is in that one? awkward? Well, they can't be like, put your costume on. Everyone will know her identity, number one. And number two, like, not the time or place on a blowing up oil rig, is it, with polar bears running loose? Depends. Does the costume provide, you know, safety? Yeah, well, it, it has added. Is it fire retardant? Is it... It's sexy. That's the main thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, because a lot, there's a lot of hate for Batgirl sometimes. I think. There's adaptations of like her in other things, which is quite good. I quite like her as Oracle, where she's had I was her back say, I like by the... Bane and is just a, a nerd in a. No, it's a... by. Uh... Well, it's not Bane, is it? It's by Joker. He shoots oh. her, and she suffers. That's what happens in Killing Joke. Oh, it's just Batman who has his back broken by Bane and takes yes. some time off. Yeah, um, well, she anyway. Like, there's other versions where she's quite good. I don't know. I, 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 I like her as a like, character a bit. I like the Oracle thing with her and I think it's partially because I'm in the same because of the same what I was saying about Robin also applies to like anyone else who's like a sidekick is that like it it's to me it sort of takes the focus away from Batman um in a good way right like you're saying it's a good thing that's when she's Oracle or yeah I, I I prefer like I like the Oracle thing just because I like solo Batman generally more and also, um, it's been like Alfred can polish uh, cutlery instead of doing Googling for Batman, you know, or whatever. <laughs> she can do that instead then, isn't it? Um, but like, it is a shame that that film got cancelled, especially because it was apparently completely finished. Oh, let's and... not go into that. Let's not. It's a shame. <laughs> Done. Well, let's, well, let's tackle this. One thing I just realised is that does anyone actually have any kind of character arc in this Mr. Freeze, yeah, he has. I mean, it's it's more. It's not about long him. enough for anyone to have. A yeah, character. It's really his. Maybe, but it's like, does anyone really? Grayson gets laid. Or learn anything? <laughs> well, yeah, Mr. Freeze does. It is. It's effectively he doesn't go through a complete arc in this so much as this is the completion of his arc from the series. It's a narrative arc rather than a change of anything. Like, I mean, he, he also he. He so Mr. Freeze at least wants his wife back, but he presumably wants to be with her after that. And in this 
at the end of this, he accepts that her just being alive is enough. Yeah. You know, um, so I think him accepting I've done wrong and I'm going to stay away is is some is is somewhat of a of a I, I think change. so. I think so, but I think it is just him. Like it's, yeah. this is this is his story more than anyone else's. The good guys are all consistent with how they've behaved before, apart from maybe uh, Barbara and uh, Grayson. They're like, shall we? Shall we dance to jazz and uh, maybe a little bit more? Try out the vibrating bat bed. Mm. Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, but yeah, you know, we there's fun stuff in this. Does, does anyone enjoy the action in an animated film for kids? I mean, I I'm impressed by it, but I don't know how much. Ooh, running from an explosion and you know a car crashing I, or jumping onto a branch. You know, like how exciting is that? I want to give them some uh, credit for the way that they uh, animated rope and cord specifically when they were doing the um the, you know when they were swinging off ropes and cords yeah so the way did. that they made it move was very good and mm. the way that they did this one shot where it was way way out and they were just two small little figures that had come in yeah and you could just see the little ropes come in and then swing back again it's very well planned out as an as animation goes it's very well storyboarded and considered and they do deal with perception the depth perception a lot especially when they're working in all the 3d bullshit as well i think it, i think it depends on how much you like just sort of the technicalities of animation like i, I was, enjoy i enjoy bringing it up it, really yeah i really i did really like um the ending action sequence on the exploding oil rig partly because the explosions mm. looked amazing like it is yeah. almost like that's where most of their like time budget went um, but the thing that Batman and Robin do as well to fight the polar bears that are attacking them is they do the classic jump and the bad guy will jump off the end and miss you. Oh, yeah. And so, mm. But it's also, you've dispatched the polar bears without killing them, which is uh, necessary. See, that's why I thought the doctor, because the doctor um, the doctor decides it's time to go fucking mental and take this opportunity to shoot Barbara Gordon dead. Because he's like, well... I may as well. Like now, if I'm gonna, if I'm ever gonna deliberately kill anyone, now's my chance. <laughs> um, I understood then, him being like um, when Mister Freeze gets the rubble fall on him, uh, and he breaks his leg and he's trapped. The doctor's like, "Ah, oh, fuck you, buddy. I didn't save yeah. you. I'm going back for you, you fool. Like I'm, you kept me captive. I'm gonna get the boat and leave. Like I like that. As a villain, he is simplistic and straightforward, but understandable. Like it wasn't his fight, and it shows also that the good guys. Are willing to risk their lives even to save a bad guy. So it's, it demonstrates that Batman, isn't it? good, good and bad. Yeah, it's classic kind of. like heroes and villains stuff. But um, no, I like that he. So when he made his getaway, I thought that the bears were going to come back there, and like while he was getting away in the boat, they were going to. One just fucking... comes up on the back seat and's like, Rah! exactly, maul him, <laughs> maul him to death in a. In a way similar to the off-screen but also surprisingly brutal death of Scar in The Lion King, <laughs> where like you but know it... what's happening, he's being torn to shreds by hyenas. Like same thing, but with the polar bears. But no, instead he just gets crushed by a helipad, and he also gets a great like he he gets one of my favorite things for a villain in anything, where they get that split second of oh no, and then I always like that little realization that a villain gets before they fucking eat shit 
I agree. But anyway, we get the... What we get is Batman and co. saving not only Mr. Freeze, but they have to uh, get Nora's uh, not-corpse. Honestly, she's still alive. And the little kid is still down there because he's a sort of leftover. Like, oh yeah, the sidekick kid who almost found out that Mr. Freeze is a big jerk. Um, he's down there in the hell inferno on this oil rig. And Mr. Freeze can help a bit with his freeze gun, help the good guys. And uh, where well, he kind of needs them to because they're his family that he wants saving. But like, uh, it's all very, you know, exciting and heroic. And uh, Batman goes back for Mr. Freeze. But oh no, wouldn't you know it? Uh, he nearly falls to his death, uh, and Batman's almost got him on a rope, but he's dangling. (laughs) Plummets into the freezing ice water, which he won't survive that, of course. I mean, we've already said that. (laughs) Uh, No, it looked like he fell into fire. Yeah. But then you assume he just went straight through that and then into the water. Also, his his helmet and shit all cracked, so you could assume that he was dying from that, too. He's uh he then is like the polar bears were gonna save him, but all of the seals who've also been deprived of fish come and murder Mister Freeze. He yeah. hasn't trained the seals, lion, sea lions, and seals any at any time, so they batter him. So they swam all the way back up to the Arctic. Well, they swim to safety, right? Where are they on the oil rig? How far away from the Arctic is that? Is that just off of Gotham? I guess so it's like five miles off the coast. Took it. It was two weeks later, was it? <laughs> it's a long swim. It's one Nora surgery Wait, later. So, well, where is Gotham? Yes, North America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if we say, are we really going to argue about this and not the freeze gun or something? <laughs> well, no. But if we say it's from the west coast, then theoretically he could get as far as the last coast, truly, or north. No. Well. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm fairly sure, if anywhere, it would be on the East Coast, though. That's the problem. Yeah. Should we take it to Maine? I mean, I mean, fucking hell, guys. I mean, you tell me not to fucking argue about the little details. But, hold on. He's in the but, water. Water connects to Arctic somewhere. Job uh, done. He's frozen. Lot of, he doesn't, you know... A lot of stuff need... does posit Gotham as more of a Chicago, which is, like, way more in the middle. There's no, like, sea... But, like... Well, they're not in the Great Lake, though, are they? It's also fictional. Taste he, your own fucking they took, him, they, t- they, took they, they took him to the the marina in Metropolis, and then he he took a greyhound to fucking Star City. <laughs> so they went to right. greyhound to Star City because he didn't have enough money to book a flight. Then he flew back. Then he he had a frozen leg the whole time. Like no, he just they swam. It don't matter. The gall of the man. What. You have criticised other films <laughs> for just being uh, like, oh, I don't believe logic. a man could drive a car. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> and now with this, you're like, oh, he could catch a fucking plane, idiots. Piss, like on you, Piss on you. I like the idea of him on a greyhound because he can't oh, be a... in normal yeah. temperature. So is it just two polar bears and a chest freezer? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. In a, bit, a really big chest freezer. Just... He's crammed in a cooler. The, t- the polar bears put on trilbies and raincoats <laughs> like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> no, like he's disguise. hijacked one of those Coca-Cola trucks where they're always cobbled. Oh, yes, there you go. One of the Christmas trucks. Well, he already... Mr. Freeze is coming. Mr. Freeze is coming. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he did hijack at some point a freezer van, though, didn't he? Because he, he drew... He he did. Just, yes, yeah, he did. He knows where to get those. 
Mr. <laughs> the same place uh, Commissioner Gordon gets his head done, Mr. Whippy's ice cream parlor. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking hell. Anyway, he, he at some point has got back <laughs> to somewhere icy and remote where yeah. he comes along as, you know, we find out that uh, Nora has been taken back to Gotham and uh, some Wayne Corporation. Well, they say that the the technology that ultimately saved her was derived from his work, from Mr. So Freeze's he, stuff. But it's yeah. under under Bruce Wayne's sort of oh yeah, popular money. And so again, science. Bruce Wayne's money could have solved the problem the whole time, but he was too busy being Batman. Well, he also timely did happen at a lapse. You need to research. Yes. The thing happened straight away, I guess. But anyway, he in the meantime, Nora is. I think she's still she's not like up and about, but she's like. Uh, alive and well, and possibly like resting in hospital. Yeah, I think they they the it it is basically that she has been successfully revived and is is cured. But she's not like we don't see her like tap dancing no. or something fun, living her life, moving on. Uh, Turns out she's a massive bitch. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if she was just a really horrible woman? <laughs> but a kind of a passively aggressive housewife. Oh god, the word like a fucking a really waspy rich woman, <laughs> really ungrateful as well. Like <laughs> annoyed that she's old and wants to have. She immediately wants to have more surgery to get rid of the. Uh, I don't know she has crow's eyes, crow's feet, but also she's really wrinkly from the water that she's been in for years. <laughs> and she's not happy about it. She's got like disgusting skin now. She's like a fucking cunt about it. Anyway, and that's why Mr. Freeze doesn't go back to her, because he's like, yeah. let's be honest, uh, I, I love her when she's asleep. <laughs> when she's up. <laughs> Load the dishwasher. Why are you in work all the time? Why are you under my feet in the house? Oh, God. Why can't we have kids? <laughs> I told you, I froze my sperm. <laughs> Because, oh, never mind. Anyway, but Mr. Freeze, he turns up and sees, like, uh, he's given himself a little frozen uh, cast to keep his leg okay. The polar bears have saved him. He turns up at a a research station. Ice um, Station Zebra or whatever. Where um, there is a a character clearly modelled on Kurt Russell. Yeah, very much. Watching the news report on TV. Is is it tying it in? Is, like, Mr. Freeze the cause of the thing? It wasn't an alias aliens at all. It was Mr. Freeze's... No, he'd be fine, because uh, I don't think the, the organism would like attach to him, because he's cold. Oh, it's just a fucking snowman. Leave that. Yeah. Okay, maybe the polar bears, though. Oh, yeah. Even that, I just sort of sits there looking at him going, you're moving, you're talking, but you're cold. cold. Yeah. You're cold. That's a very good impression <laughs> of the thing that I'd be. <laughs> you're moving. <laughs> You're talking. You're cold. <laughs> I'm the thing. <laughs> Very different film. I'm an homogenous mm. blob of everyone, but you, you're a mystery. <laughs> hey, fuck you too. Uh, anyway, Mr. Freeze catches not the first bit of the news, so I don't know if he hears the whole story, and he hears it through the window outside in the cold. He can read the caption. I'm okay with it. That's true. All oh, right. But yeah, I think he missed the start of that broadcast. But he gets the <laughs> old... Uh, Oh, my wife's alive, and I saved her technically, but I'll leave it there. <laughs> that's enough. If I go back to Gotham, I'll be in prison, and, and that's going to be an impressive relationship to pick up, isn't it? But yeah, that's his. That's his arc is that he does. She does get revived, but he also lets her go. He sheds a tear that doesn't 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 freeze instantly on his cheek. No, it does. No, oh, it does. Does it? It did do that. Yeah. 
I, I, I apologize. Good move, animators. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's a, that's a nice because he's you know he's essentially a multi-time murderer and notorious criminal. Yeah, as as bittersweet and sympathetic as the ending is, I suppose we have to remember he has killed innocent people in the, yeah. right at the so start. He can't, of this. he can't have it all really. And also, you know, the good part he's done is he's raised a, a child uh, who's presumably backing Gotham. They don't mention an Inuit child being put up for adoption. Why doesn't the Inuit kid uh, become like the new Robin when? Robin becomes Nightwing. I guess he doesn't want it. He's oh, a, yeah, what a, a bright future ro- all the Robins have. What's maybe, the um, maybe origin Cold. Yeah, I was about to ask, what's the origin story of Captain Cold? Hang on, that. Captain Cold is a real thing. What? What do you mean real thing? It's all fictional. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, no, I thought you were saying Captain Cold is a joke name. No, Captain Cold. No, it's like a, maybe Cold's that's a... the origin of Captain Cold. Is yeah, it's the other guy. There's there's two ice guys. The other ones, and he was raised by Mister Freeze as an Inuit boy. Captain Cold. A character oh, called Cold. Captain Cold. That is a real character. God, there was there was me thinking Mister Freeze. No, no, because Mister Freeze is a silly enough name. What's the boomerang <laughs> guy called? Is he Captain or something else? He's Captain, Captain Boomerang. boomerang yeah. All of Flash's villains are. Just in the air force or, or navy or something. Oh, he's a flasher then. That's Actually, why yeah, he don't care. They're all like captains and other like professions. Reverend, and ranks. Reverend Fast. Two things: he's yeah. the flash villain, so whatever. And also, yeah. his real name is Leonard Snart. So <laughs> forget <laughs> this guy. <laughs> anyway, we don't know what happens to uh, Kujak or Kojak or. Kodak. Kodak. Kojak would be Mr. Freeze if it would be anyone. <laughs> yeah, they've got the hair, he? or the lack of hair. I love the look, the red uh, circular John Lennon glasses that uh, yeah. Mr. Freeze wears. It's a hell of a look. It's, it's just got a very thin face as well. It's very like it, it plays well into the tragedy and also the intimidation factor of Mr. Freeze. It's yeah, he's very than... um, the way he's done in the in the animated series and in this. It's, it's he's very ghostly. And the way he talks is very cold, cold-hearted as well. Yeah. Very good. Were you going to say not like Arnold Schwarzenegger? I was, yeah. <laughs> Which is a, a everybody chill. Jesus, and his fucking uh, smoking jacket he wears. Jesus Christ! Ugh. What killed the dinosaurs? Yeah, why is he smoking cigars? Apathy. That's especially not good for you, Victor. <laughs> is that what killed the dinosaurs? Smoking cigars? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway, this one ends with a kind of, oh well, that that's an end to Mister Freeze's crime life. You know, crime life, life of crime. It puts a little, uh, you know, finishes, puts a little bow on it as a as a reward. I think. I like. I, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's good. Like it's like a I nice like, ending. I like the ending it gives to that character, and I like what. Like I think I. I think I said it at the start, or maybe I didn't, but like one of the things I do like about this particular animated take on all of the Batman stuff is how much the people making it and a lot of the actors who are in it too, like they're very respectful of the characters. Um, and I think that's that is why they do such a good job with some of the characters from the comics, um, that are you know kind of inherently very goofy and silly and they managed to give almost all of them some kind of weight um, yeah and Mr. Freeze is a really really good example of how they whenever they did it well like you know whenever they got like um, 
they got everything about a new take on the character right. They gave um, gravitas to a man with a freeze gun and polar bear sidekicks. Whose uh, name is Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Anthony, uh, what are your final thoughts on this piece? I think I, uh, I think I probably came in with a, a bit too high an expectation, as as like a essentially a sequel to the Mask of the Phantasm. It kind of, it, I know it, you know, it's not a, a cinema release; it's a straight to DVD thing. But it did lack like a cinematic edge to it in in points. But saying that, it's only an hour long. It's like a big episode. I mean, it's more of a, it's a sequel to the episode with Mr. Freeze more than it is anything to do with Mask of the Phantasm. But on the whole, I kind of, I like the beginning and I like the end, but like the the middle is is a bit fluffy for me. Well, like all the like soap opera lives of the Batman people or the... Pretty much. Like I I like, like, you know, the, the Mr. Freeze story. I like the setup of that. And I like the the climax on the exploding um, oil rig, but I, I found like everything else a bit forgettable. It's very like, standard, I didn't, isn't I didn't it? Like it's all the like normal it. things that happen in an animated Batman episode. Yeah, but like it, that's the thing. It, it is a kind of it's supposed to be more heightened than that, isn't it? You want more from a film story. You want it to be. Yeah. Oh, well, special, I think part of it special. is. It's marketed more like it's another Mask of the Phantasm, and it's kind mm. of not. Yeah. It, it also that the janky three D is a real problem, isn't it? Yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't not recommend it. But also, you know, you you kind of have to have a. You have to lower your expectations to just I want to dip back into the animated series, not think, oh, this is a standalone. That experience. is, I, like, I think that's. That. That... Yeah, if if say this came out before the Mask of the Phantasm, I wouldn't have a problem. Yeah, so it's really tapered your expectation a bit. Hmm. That's okay. I think that's fine. Right? Yeah, that's valid. Abby, you about yourself? Yeah, similar. Where like when you stack it up against some of the other things, like even like. I mean, it's unfair to stack it against some of the modern ones, but some of the modern ones really hit out of the park as well. So this of like it's lower down the pecking order, but nothing will ever hit as low as Batman Ninja. So this will oh, never that's, be the bottom. That's annoying. I don't think even <laughs> yeah. Ninja Batman was like the worst they're gonna do. There's gonna there's some real stinky Batman properties out there. Um, that, uh, I mean, are we also including the uh, Zack Snyderverse? Ben Affleck Batman stuff because uh, we could really scrape the bottom of the barrel if we wanted to. There's all sorts of things Batman's had on his wacky adventures, and there's some real, real fucking lows. <laughs> but this is nowhere near that. This is this is like a good competent narrative. I think Abby, what you what you like about it is it is a satisfying reminder of what's good about the animated series, right? And that. Like, it's not a cookie-cutter ending. So it's like, mm. yes, Freeze both wins and loses at the same time. And, like, Nora isn't being punished for being associated with Freeze. No. But she has lost her husband. Yeah. So there's just... 
it's you know, it's, com- with, it's complex. I like it. It's tinged with tragedy still, which is appropriate for him. And it's a, it's a, right. that's a, it's a good example of the kind of stuff that that animated series did really well. Was that surprising amount of complexity for what is ostensibly meant to kind of be a kid's show? Yeah, I think one of the other things that's nice is even though it does feel very much like a kid's thing, mm. it's got a. Mm an edge to it uh, of genuine it's not patronizing that's it yeah it's just uh, it's got gravitas and and darkness but it doesn't get you know maudlin it just it does a nice combination of uh, it, it just takes the source material seriously it's like what you were saying Jamie is it they have a respect for the story they're telling and they add more they take it more seriously than some flippant treatment animated characters get sometimes they just oh whatever just some silly bollocks, biff pow, get it done. It's not the the original eighties Ninja Turtles cartoons, <laughs> or fucking no. Transformers. Well, no, certainly not that. Uh, yeah, so I think it's I think it's a success. Uh, but you do have to, you do have to, you know, go in not expecting too much because there are it's not perfect. It's got it's it is just a, a solid end to the story and I, that's I think the most it, satisfying part is oh you finished one of the characters off that we've invested time in and I like the way it did it I think it works a lot better as a companion piece to that episode you could easily just watch them back to back and it would give this a little bit more weight although I don't think this is as good as that episode is maybe not but it is um, yeah so maybe it, it does need to be a straight to VHS thing we go do you want some more there you are shut up you know, no one was, you know, buying popcorn and hot dogs and expecting that much from it. I guess if you're just going to Woolworths and buying a copy, I don't know. But yeah, it was all tainted by the fucking things that came out near and around and after. Anyway, uh, so there we are, Jamie. Unless you have anything else you want to add, that's it. Batter ranging off to the future. We go. Yeah, I mean, Ching. I have a five-year-old, and I'm tempted to. She likes superheroes. Oh, no. I'm tempted to just watch a watch big movies. chunk of the original anime, Batman the Animated Series, and then be crushed when she gets bored and wanders off. No, she's. She, I did watch a couple of them when uh, when Kevin Conroy, like when the news came out that he had died, and she it, she was she was fascinated by it, which is a a, a strange way to put it, like. I don't know if it's because it's it's just very much unlike a lot of other like animated shows. It's no Paw Patrol. She's not into Paw Patrol. She's into Battle Kitty. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah granddad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking didn't say you fucking Ben Ten from like a thousand years ago. Battle Kitty and Bluey. Bluey is a separate thing. Yeah. We've got loads of Bluey merch at work, but I don't think anyone knows who that is. It is an Australian uh, animated kids show that is kind of about how tired parents of children are all the time. Yeah. Matter, isn't it? Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to put my wingsuit on and fly headfirst into a bridge, just like Robert Pattinson. Okay. Bye. Mm-hmm.